so Mr. Kravitz, what are your, what are your initial thoughts right here? Like, like on this last, on this most recent episode, because I, I, I actually took notes because I don't know anything about the challenge. So I need to take notes to remember who people are and what they did. I thought it was a great episode to be completely honest. There's a, there's I was, a, I was really in on it. There's a lot of nuggets. There's a lot of special yeah. nuggets in this one. You're listening to the cutthroat podcast today. We got myself at where to Waco on Twitter. We got at Patrick underscore Kenny, Pat, Patty, did I get it right? No. Or is this at Patrick Kenny? It's at Patrick Kenny underscore. Damn it. At Patty. At Patty. You got it. You got to figure out a way to make it at Patty. We got at C Kravitz 17 and we'll be joined by at Morgan from Oz uh, a little bit later on in the pod today. Uh, how's it going, Charlie? It's pretty good. I mean, it's a great week to be a challenge fan. If you ask uh, me. Isn't it? I, I could not say amen or well said enough, man. Uh, let's, let's get started here talking about this episode. Right away, we, we, we're kind of getting that, that filling out process again between the rookies and the vets. We know a little bit more now about the gameplay headed into the house, but they're starting to, what I got a little annoyed on is they like rehash some old stuff with this veteran alliance to start out. And they were kind of pushing that again. And Nani's trying to make it seem like it's her idea when it's like, we already discussed last episode, CT was yelling it at the top of his lungs after the last reunion for Corey's birthday in NYC, veteran alliance, let's go. So how did, how did you feel that the episode started off, Charlie? Yeah, there seems to be like a, a power void in the vets. Like they don't have a true alpha because CT does not want, I mean, Lay CT's low. like the strategy. Yeah, real G's move in silence like lasagna. CT does not want anything to do with like being the vocal leader. And that, I mean, for lack of a better word, better term, it's like, all the dummies are, aren't realizing that that's the smart play and are trying to fill that void, whether it's, I love Nani. I actually love Josh. He was on it. He was a guest on our podcast. It was an incredibly nice guy. Don't love him on TV. He was just an incredibly kind and nice and interesting podcast guest. But those are the, those are the people who are trying to, trying to fill that void. Um, and Fessy, of course, because he just needs to constantly prove he's an alpha. I will say I did see one thing from Fessy, and it is the first thing I have seen that is actually honest about him, and that is he is a practicing Muslim. Yeah, and like like a devout Muslim, like like it. I like that's something like I really respect about that, like about him as a person. Okay, what's the over under? Or I don't even know over under, but like I've been having this talk with my girlfriend. Like this guy's not gonna blame his loss this season on Ramadan. Is he? Like I don't mean to you know bring religion into this, but he he makes an awful lot of excuses, and I was just. A part of me kind of feels like it'd be really, really wrong to, for him to do that, but I wouldn't be surprised if he did it, if that makes sense. I actually don't think he will. Like, that was, like, really, to Patty's point, that was, like, a really earnest moment from Fessy, even when he was, like, explaining it to Esther, and he was just like, I'll be there for you. Like, that was, so, I, I don't want to give him credit, but that was actual personal growth with him being like, we're going to have a good chance to succeed. I'll support you. I'll be there with you. And he was explaining like the daily challenge to Esther. Yeah. See, and that, that's something I think we should keep an eye on this season is the, you know, it's one thing that we've actually talked about when it comes to the challenge is there's this arc with competitors with when it comes to growth, you know, you have your CTs, your Nelsons, where they kind of do on 180 and they kind of capture the hearts of America and I think with Fessy, you know, um, as much as we've talked about, we hate him. One thing I wanted to bring up with is like, is he going to start, are they, are, is the production, like the producing angle, like, are they going to start forming that redemption arc for this guy? You know, cause he is entertaining as hell, as much as I don't, you know, like him sometimes or kind of feel like he can be a tool, like he is entertaining. And there's a reason why he's, you know, this introvert is, is getting his extrovert on 
all these different shows on NBC, American Ninja Warrior, you know, boxing, you know, he's not a boxer, but he does pretty well in the ring, you know. So it's just something that I, I want to keep an eye on and a theme I think we should keep an eye on. I don't know how well he actually did in, in, in the ring, but we'll, we'll, I'll let it slide. I, I'll let it slide. <laughs> I, uh, I think he will snatch defeat from the jaws of victories in, in the, from the jaws of victory in the eyes of us as the viewer. Like no matter what, he will come out with some hyper-masculine alpha bullshit at some point that makes us all roll our eyes. I guarantee it. Oh Although I will God. say during the daily challenge, they showed very, looked like he had great hands. The tight end came out. <laughs> I was actually, I, I took a note, a mental note of that in my head. And I went, Kerry K- Kittles could never, or whatever his name is, just because he, or I, I, I got that name wrong. Patty George Woods, Kittle. It's all George right. Kittle, thank <laughs> you. Kerry uh, Kittles, I mean, yeah, great pull though. Great New Jersey Yeah, sorry. I was thinking of somebody else. See, this is, if if he would have impressed me with, with actual receiving hands in, in college, then maybe I'd remember your name, but you know, he yeah. didn't. Uh, but, uh, you know, I was thinking he could never, he could never do this, but because Bessie was everywhere, man. He was grabbing everything. And I was like, man, he's making me eat my every time I bring up should be playing on Sunday's comment, which, by the way, if I were him, I'd be so much more happy that I'm doing this as opposed to playing football on Sundays and not having CTE. You know, what uh, I mean? yeah, right. Like he should he should be pretty stoked about it. Like he should. Re- and I think he is. I think that's why he's leaning into this even more with the eBay posts and the only Fessy, you know, so it's, you, you got certain things coming here. So hashtag believe the hype. And, um, you know, we're going to keep this going, but he is a content. He, I've been, I've put, I've done two Twitter posts with him. And as much as like, we like, don't like him and roll our eyes at him. Yeah. He's got a following on Twitter. There's messy Twitter. There's like big brother is a beast into himself. And like, I, yeah, I, I can't really, I'm too far behind to go down that journey and, and, and get some big brother history. Um, and like oh, I got you. shows no I know but like every time we like I, we see these people their followings are are enormous compared to like other MTV stars turned challenge competitors see yeah I, I I before I started my two-month survivor process I have a really close friend of mine who's always told me to watch survivor like he's watched it his entire life growing up and I've always talked shit on it and when I started watching it I was like one Jeff Probst is no TJ Lavin which is still true two um, I was just like, get out of here with these weak ass dailies. Like the, the challenge competitors would smoke these, but I got really into the gameplay and I like the strategic aspect of survivor and how, you know, you really have to rely on that social political game in that one. But with, with the challenge, like, you know, it's this, it's the same thing. Like my friend was like, he watches both shows, but he was like, he's like, it's just different, but it's cause it's CBS, you know, it's it, more eyes are on it. So they obviously with big brother, there's going to be that huge following too. Yeah. But yeah. so real quick, I want to bring it back to what you guys were talking about, about Fessy, like actually having decent hands and, and Charlie, I, I mentioned this because if you did, if you did watch big brother and you watched him in big brother, there was one specific challenge where it was literally between Casey and Fessy. And I've talked about it a little bit before on an earlier podcast. Basically they would get shot at like, you know, goo would fly everywhere and they'd have to make like an amazing catch where they can't see or something like that. But Fessy and Casey were legitimately neck and neck in it. And Casey actually won it by I think one point, like it was super close and nobody was even remotely close to getting either of them. I was thinking about that one. I actually, cause I knew that Casey, uh, was a wide receiver when she played professional football. And I did not understand why she was the thrower in the helicopter. I assume it's just because she was like, I want to ride in a helicopter. This looks sick rather than sticking my head out of the top of a Range Rover. And she's definitely like the alpha in her pairing, but like strategically 
she would have been really good as the receiver. I think like, yeah, I agree. But to your point, like there's going to be other opportunities where they're going to be in a helicopter. If, if you're having a spy theme season again and how many times they were in the air last year, like she should have gotten the car and been like, you know what? I'll, I'll get that at one point in time. One little random thing. Did anybody notice how the windshields on the Range Rovers were smashed to shit because of the, the gems hitting them? Were they? Yeah, it was, it was pretty good. It was pretty funny. I was like, oh, that that's, <laughs> I was like, they're, they must be decently heavy because uh, like they were all just cracked. So let's, was, let's move. Uh, let's sorry, move I was into- too distracted by the pyro, by pyro being back. Oh man, they wasted all the budget for that specific daily challenge on the pyro alone. I was gonna say like weak daily challenge, and it and it kind of jogged my memory from last season and the discussion we had about how some of the daily challenges we really liked, but they were used at the wrong time. And I'm kind, and I, now I'm like watching the now i'm gonna go watching this like going forward cautiously like are they using these appropriately and i think like this one could have had one more element to it as opposed to just an explosion yeah for me this one was just like a little bit opaque like it was really hard to tell who was winning it didn't feel like overly competitive which is like to me a a huge barometer on the daily challenges being good obviously they're the cool ones but if they aren't cool they better be like really really competitive where the guys get jacked up and you could tell they're all sitting on the on the side for hours because like for a production aspect i guarantee you there were like 15 to 20 minutes between each run and i'm what are there 30 competitors at this point 15 or 16 teams it's like they were probably there for five hours they're probably there for five hours, and I guarantee you they did the uh, the drive out with Amber B several times, and they just took the best take. And it's like, all right, these guys have been sitting here for so long. Yeah, and you, I thought one thing that was interesting to see though, with like how long they were there, and like how tempers can usually flare with Emmy and Ed, like seeing how emotional and upset she was, and how like supportive he was. And he was like, "No, you did great. You did everything we could have done." Like that's kind of th- those are kind of rare moments on the challenge. Because a lot of times, a lot of these guys that are on there are so competitive and they want to win so badly. And, and it's it's weird the way they want to win. Like the daily challenges that they, they like get, like Nelson specifically, and, and Fessy too, you see this with, they get like oddly emotional for not having daily challenge wins when some of them are just like, dude, like it's it's weird. Or like you're safe from being voted out. So like, what's the big deal? But with this, it was cool to have like actually see a redeeming moment for a partner to be like, no, you did everything right. You did everything correct. Like that was cool. Like I couldn't, you know, ask for more from you. So that that was a nice moment that we're seeing from some of these younger cast members that I actually like. I like a lot of the, a lot of the new rookies that they've brought in. Some of them seem smart, funny, and kind of just they were bred for reality television. They're reality TV stars in their countries for a reason, and like they're shining. I I feel already early on in this game. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, that's not good. Yeah, I mean, I was just gonna ask like. So I don't know that much about the challenge, but I do know that Josh is a very good social player. And I think that from what I know about Amber B is if Josh, like, I think if Josh could potentially keep like Amber B in the game, like if, and he's able to swing that around, I think that he might like, they might, they, they might have a legit shot at going all the way. I think. She's going to dump his ass. Yeah. She's going to move on or get stolen or someone's going to steal her. There's several things already that, that came from Josh that just made me laugh and just say, Oh, Josh, you know, like, and and we'll get into like each kind of one of them, but like, we'll transition away from this daily challenge since I, I thought I found it kind of boring. That's the only thing I I kind of wanted to say about it, but we have Fessy and Esther or fest team fester as I'm calling them, um, (laughs) you know, getting the win. Uh, and so that means that Fessy's not going to change partners, but you know, he's already expressed that he likes working with Esther, 
But now we go back to the house and immediately I thought it was so funny when he's like talking to Josh and like, first of all, it's like early on in the game. And if I'm Josh, you got to stop throwing around the term my game, my game. Like you think Fessy wants to play your game? No, Fessy wants to play his game. Like that's so stupid. You're already being dumb and you're already telling people too much. This is exactly what Fessy wants though. It's what all of them want. It's like Josh is unbelievable at overplaying his hand uh in all of these things and because he's so oddly emotional and like you know the fact that fessy is willing to do the dirty work for all of the other vets and or sorry josh is willing to uh, pardon me josh is willing to do the dirty work for all the other vets and be the bad guy in front of in front of the rookies and like make his power moves early which his power moves are just trying to knock out rookies which is not really that much of a power power to begin with but uh, is it's a win for all of the other vets. It's a win for Nani. Yeah. It's a win for Fessy. It's a win for CT. So, so Patty, for some context um, on total on the season Total Madness, mm-hmm. which was man, these things. So we had we just finished Double Agents. Total Madness was the one before. Okay. Um, he was he was up for for one of the three guys that was going to be going into elimination, and Wes had I think it was either the Troika or Tribunal, one of those tri names that they had. Wes had. Uh, one of the all you know biggest players in challenge history, Wes, had a position of power, and like in his interviews, Josh was just adamant that Wes was after him because he blindsided him the season before, and Wes told him straight to his face, "You are not a threat in any way. I could care less about you. Like I don't care if I send you home one way or the other. I don't have any kind of grudge, Charlie." Yeah, and I, Patty, you'll have you'll have better context on this, but I've been watching Josh and I think for four seasons. He has never won a confrontation. And that extends through tonight. He gets fucking dunked on every single time he gets into an argument in the challenge. And it's always in sort of like the most demeaning ways where it's like very big brother being like, I don't care what you're saying, so you can't hurt me. And I mean, big brother in like the pejorative, I am your older brother. So yes. Not the, not the uh... yes. Well, I mean, so we saw that actually a lot in his season of big brother, the season that he's somehow fucking one which i don't understand it pisses me off he got carried the entire way it was literally a one person race the entire season but we're not going to talk about it again because josh got carried it's okay but like that's his claim to fame is is winning big brother and that is a legitimate like that's something that you can't take away from him, regardless of if you deserve like if he'd actually deserve to win that game the problem is is that he is too emotional and he does get dunked on a lot. If like in, in the big brother house, he got dunked on all the time. And there was this one dude who was a really nice guy. His name was Mark, just swole as hell. And Josh would terrorize him with pots and pans going, but that, da, 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 like, and just banging him like in his face. Like it, he, like that, that was the way that Josh won a, a, like any, any kind of an argument was that. So is he like the Daniel Tice of, uh, of, of reality tv where he just exists for people to just cram on his head exactly 100 percent. i mean like i I really recommend patty the watching each season he's on each season of the challenge josh has been on has been a good season of the challenge because he came on in world of worlds one right yeah 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 he came on world of worlds one and world of worlds one is like easily top three challenge seasons of all time in my opinion just from the dailies the cast the the eliminations just the theme and then the hardest final of all time. And uh, it was funny seeing him like right off the back, how like emotional he was and just the fights he got into. But his fights with CT have been really good already. The goof, you know, getting in the way. 
but it's just hilarious to see right away that like Fessy is thinking about getting rid of Amber B when Josh was so stoked to have her. He was I mean, so we know, happy. We know it's going to happen there. You know, Fessy's going to betray Josh. Yeah. Oh, like, easily. Yeah, yeah I, it's, it's coming already. Sorry, I'm surprised he didn't do it then. Spoiler yeah. alert to all these to all these fans. We're unspoiled, but I can guarantee you Josh <laughs> is being betrayed by his best friend, Fessy. And it has, this hasn't happened yet, but it's yeah. going to. He will, oh, he will be 100, shocked. 100%. So that they have that conversation. There's the and at the same time, we have another thing going on in this episode that's pretty big that we haven't really yeah, touched on yet. I which can't is, believe we didn't lead with this. Yes. Nelson. Well, let's give this a name. Let's let's assign a name here. Do we want to call it Ashon? Do we want to call it Nashley? We'll call it Nashley. Okay. We got a Nashley situation happening in the house, and we already talked touched on this last week, but I didn't expect it to to come like we already knew there was gonna be an issue between the two of them in the house, but I don't think we expected it this soon. And it's very clear that Nelson has one version of what him and Ashley have. And he has not explained that or had the talk with Ashley at all of what they are. See, I viewed this a little bit differently where we got into the house, we got to Croatia and double O Nelly T thinks he's a spy again. He thinks he can sneak around. He thinks he was playing it perfectly and that he could hook up with both Berna or Bertha as Ashley called her and also Ashley. And he made it four hours being sneaky before it blew up in his face. I don't know the exact real time. It couldn't have been more than a day. It couldn't have been more than the no, day. Before no, he was, I mean, it was so obvious and it was so open. Like the one, like when he's leaving to go snuggle with Ashley at night, it was really confusing. Snuggle. Yeah. I actually thought he was going to go snuggle with Bertha with Berna. Like I thought he, that's where he was on his way to. Like he was, he was going there because that's the way they kind of made it seem like when she's like, oh, I'm tired of bed. He's like, yeah, me too. And then I was like, oh, something there. And then he went to go with Ashley. And then I was like, okay, maybe not. But then right away, they show it already at the daily. There's definitely something there between him and her. And he's trying to get away with it. Yeah. yeah. You know what? I think I think you've convinced me. And I'm more on your side of things where he he's trying to play that double O Nelly T. But like literally – He's hooking up with Berna in the center couch of the house, and then he's hooking up with Ashley in front of Amanda and Nani. It's like if these walls could talk in in human form. It's like you you do it in front of like the most established gossipy people in the house. Only Nelson. And at the same time, like it like I love you, Nelson. Yeah, we love Nelly. I, I started following him recently, and I'm gonna start, I'm gonna have to get some merch from him. Okay, like I'm I'm all about that. Um, Patty. Just for some like context, like Ashley, she has like historic blowups on this show. And at the same time, she's won, she's won twice. She's a two-time champion. And that's because she is really good pol- politically and socially. You know, she she makes good friendships. So it's like, it, it would be one thing if like a lot of the girls in the house hated her and Nelson's doing this, thinking he could sneak around doing this, but he's doing it openly in front of people that are going to talk to her and are going to tell her like, he is doing this. So it's just... It, yeah, it's, it's crazy. Not, yeah. It, I, I mean, like if it's something like that, I wonder, like, I wonder if like how much of that is production and how much of that is just Nelly trying to be sneaky 007 Nelly. Like, cause like the Fessy thing, the Fessy thing, while it seemed real that he was like trying, like he is fasting for Ramadan or was fasting for Ramadan, like that the scene itself felt really fake. You know what? Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, and I, I feel like it was a similar situation, not a similar situation, but like, like, I feel like they kind of were 
like it's not a bad bad thing for production like i think production was very happy at least yeah i think production and other castmates know that you don't really have to go far pushing uh meltdown mitchell as devin called her to give us good tv i'm really glad we had a call back to that too because we had that conversation last week as well like do, are they even calling her million dollar mitchell anymore and like yeah. the fact that he coined her you know meltdown mitchell was perfect so i so from what i read in an article the reason why amber b is back on the show yeah. is because uh, i and charlie i'm sure you you've seen this you know you got you and you and billy kind of scour the the challenge uh, social verse if you whatever you want to call it um but like she there was a cast me- member I, I forget her name um she lauren. was with, yeah lauren she's from the uk she's with josh and she had said some racial shit like at one of the parties that they were having one of the nights so she got kicked off she hasn't been featured and that's why amber b came on the show second episode so if you were yeah. wondering like kind of what was going on a little bit with that like we had you know some context with that i wanted to talk about the the new club that we have because charlie if there's not you know, if there's one thing I know about you and, you know, you have to know your personnel, know your teammates, you love a good night out, you know, and during the, the COVID era of the challenge, you can't necessarily get that as well. So last season we had the dome this season. It looks like we have more of a club like atmosphere. I do want to say it looks improved and, they, and they've made some changes to it. So how did you feel about it being, you know, that the club area of the challenge is one of your, your favorites? Yeah, so I was actually wondering if this episode they went off campus for that second night out because I was wondering if we were in that sweet spot of of COVID a couple months ago when I'm sure this cast is vaccinated or I'm sure that they have a mandate or testing a ton or whatever they're doing. But it seemed like they went to a bar um, and it seemed like, you know, sometimes it's not just the wand, it's the wizard and they've replaced all of these cast members that are sort of aging into like CrossFit people with a lot of 22 year olds who want to get shit faced. And uh, it is upped the ante. It's up the makeouts and it's up the ante. Um, yeah. I think we're three for three. I think we're three for three on party scenes after like over oh, four years. Yeah. Yeah. Cause it was so stale for so long. Yeah. A, lot of the, a lot of the older American contestants, Patty, since they've gotten older and like CT he's in shape now and he looks, you know, somewhat good now, but he didn't look like the dish that he was before prime ct when he was in shape if you if you've seen him patty like he was a very handsome looking man you know what i mean and he was kind of that that symbol for a lot of years him and bananas even bananas and west too they had these different relationships and hookups on the show for years but they got old and a lot of the girls didn't want to hook up with them so they're kind of hooking up with some of the guys coming on the show but some of the guys coming on the show either have relationships and they're like not wanting to be on camera not wanting to be you know and and it messes things up so i agree like like right away with the first episode, my eyes got wide open with like all the hookups happening. Like they showed that montage of just like, well, there's Michelle and Emmanuel and then you got Ashley and Nelson and you have this thing with Amanda and Fessy. And it was just like overload all at once because we haven't had so much of it these last couple seasons. So it's been like really cool. But I was really when I saw the club experience this time around, I like smiled and I was immediately like, I'm going to ask Charlie about this because the club scenes have been a problem. In yeah. The recent seasons. But yeah, I, also, I agree. You can't like, I think, I think, I think the dancing is a good cue um, because you can, one usually cue that they're, they're playing commercial music and they're going to redub it with, with uh, whatever MTV owns. And two, I don't care how much of an influencer you are. You are not fucking dancing with, with that many strangers that you have to live in a house with, unless you were shit based at that point. Yeah. And, it would, like, 
That actually brings me to a good point because if you look, if you contrast the two scenes that they have where the cast is dancing in this episode, the very beginning where they they kind of had like that opening where they're like dancing outside the house, you know what I mean? They yeah. kind of had like a party and they're dressed up, was really forced. And it was like, it looked like a short amount of time because I think that's when Lauren blew up and like had yeah. the, it made, probably made, they had to cut the footage from there. And then like it looked much better going into the new club. Patty, you were to say yeah. something? I, I just, like I'm, 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 I haven't been able to pick up my mouth. Like I'm, I'm CT was, was just beautiful. It's really hot, dude. <laughs> he's, he's dude, a hot I guy. was like, I, I'm like, my mouth was not like. As soon as I saw them, my mouth just dropped, and it was, it just couldn't shut. Like I'm dude, like, what happened to this he man? Kept, he kept himself on the show in those earlier seasons by having every dude in the house literally pissed off and terrified of him, but also he flirted with all of the girls and they didn't, they would second guess if they should like throw him in. And like, that's how he used to play the game. Now CT's game. The reason why you haven't seen much CT in the first two episodes, that's the way he wants it. He is going to chill as much as possible, not make himself in any way a threat, get to the final and smoke all of them. I would not be surprised by the way he's playing right now. And like with this show week to week with how many people there are, I can eat, I could eat these words and I hope I'm not because I love CT. But like, I wouldn't be surprised if he won it all again because they're not focused on him and they're and they're messing up. Like Leroy, all last season had the right idea. Like he was, he knew he didn't want CT in that final. It was in the back of his head. He didn't forget about it. But these cast members are already forgetting about it with some of these young dudes who want to prove themselves and step up to like, you know, Corey and Nelson at this point. They've been on the show for almost ten seasons, so yeah. they they feel like that they're they're bigger dogs even though they haven't won shit. Like they haven't won shit. Devin hasn't won shit. CT's the only guy who's won a final that's that's there right now. So it's like, and the, the focus isn't on him at all. But yeah, I was I was kind of scouring out because I wanted to see like what kind of shape he was in. Got one scene where his his shirt was off, and he's looking big arms, cut big, arms, big arms, cut chest. He's looking good again. He's looking really good again. Speaking of, uh, I'll circle back to the club. But one of my favorite parts of this episode was they they spliced in a lot of workout montages. Like you you saw Kel's like deadlifting. <laughs> I don't know six plates. He was, he was putting up numbers. They yeah. had they, they had you know oh. Nelson goblet squad. They had a lot of guys who were just shredded working out. And then they cut to Devin. You you know production has to do this because. He's doing just he's benching 115 doughy devin yep. on the bench it was one like plate. one plate one plate you you love to see it mr relatable yeah <laughs> well it, it's funny too because they're like i had mentioned it in the last one there was a season where he was like no i'm all about getting in shape and he had like cut abs and he would like been spending you know spending some time he's like i've never been a guy who's like been too athletic and you could tell if you've seen his season of are you the one there's some deep insecurities there with Devin. You know, as funny as he is, there's there's still some there's some stuff there like that. But yeah, it was funny to see him, you know, trying to trying to bench those plates. I was like, that's I was like, that's what I used to do when I was starting out. Like that, that's funny. Because, and you have like all these crazy intense workouts around that, I agree. Like even like Tori, like Tori in both through both episodes is focused on in like just you know, working out, getting in shape, running up that hill. You know, we've got some great workouts these, I agree. Yeah. I mean, so, and for the record, Devin. Uh, you know, I, I am much physically closer to you than I am to, uh, to Kells or CT. So please come on the pod. We love you, Devin. Oh my God. Do you think we could get him? Charlie, actually Charlie, that, can help us get him. Yeah. Charlie, <laughs> I'm, I'm seeing if his DMS are open. Charlie, that brings up, that brings up a good point. Um, that Patty and I wanted to ask you. So, so right now, you know, I, the, we're, I'm going to cut this out of the pod, but, uh, we we're, we're seeing what's up with 
with X were having. You Actually, know, just- he just tweeted. I didn't want to really bring it up, but he said, moving forward, I have decided to leave at Cutthroat Cast. It's a difficult decision, but one that might be best for both parties. I learned a lot from both Chris and Patty and wish them nothing but the best as they keep growing the show and the vision they see fit. We wanted to ask you, even prior to X kind of making this decision, if for the challenge episodes, since we know you had mentioned to us, you'd been wanting to talk more reality TV. And I know yeah. that you, I mean, you, I know you and Billy could still possibly start something totally fine, but if you want an outlet, we were, we were thinking like for the challenge episodes, you know, yes. we'll make it work See, around yeah. your schedule, but we would love to have you on for yeah. fucking everything I, reality television. Reality. I could probably hop on like realistically once every two weeks, if that works for you guys. That's perfect. That works. That that's very, yeah, that's very good. Yeah. Cause yeah, I, yeah. like, I, I, I know like yours and Billy's schedules are extremely busy Yeah. too. And like relationships, everything I, I, I get all of it. Yes. You know what I mean? So it's like, we, we like, even with him, like I, I said, I, I invited him on tonight, but I was yeah. like, I don't, I don't want to take advantage of it. Cause I know that you guys are just doing a shit ton of work. So it's just like, uh, but we did want to ask you about it. Yeah, no, I can definitely hop on and help you guys out. I'm bummed. X, X is a good dude. I, yeah. I have no idea yeah. what went down, but it's a bummer that he bailed. We're, we're, yeah, we're, yeah, we're wishing nothing but yeah. the best. Though, I, so. I love the guy to death, man, and he he's really Absolutely. great for this podcast. And like you know, he loves yeah, the he challenge loves the just show. as much as us. Yeah. yeah, so so it's a it's a pretty big part. So, um, but we did want to ask you, even you know, prior to X making this decision, that you know, if you wanted to come on anytime you wanted to talk about the challenge, yes. like reality TV, like we would open door. love every time. Yeah, definitely, definitely. I'm 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 in for for more <laughs> frequent appearances for sure. All right, so um, let's get. <laughs> yeah let's get back into the show and, and get our in our mood back up um yeah so Can we talk about how bad uh bettina's laugh is because it oh might be the worst it might be the worst oh laugh God. i've ever heard patty thank okay <laughs> let's 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 actually pick your brain on some of the notes that you took as an outside observer seeing certain things but yeah i couldn't i thought they were dubbing that over but when she kept going and like like moving and i was like oh no th- I, I watched the episode a few times and i was like no i think that's real because Corey's reactions we're just like his face just said oh my god is this serious like this is what i have to work with sorry how did we feel about that it went on a long time a really long time she lost it um it's like the worst hat that's like the worst laugh i've ever heard <laughs> it was the worst that i literally my note is bettina has the worst laugh ever that is literally the note that i wrote the only <laughs> like it's it's not I'm not it's a it's it's funny because they're they're different laughs and I like Mina's laugh I really love Mina hearing Mina laugh it's the but best. like it's contagious yeah, exactly but like like it's like when somebody has such a distinct laugh like she has a distinct laugh and so does what's her name uh, Patty Patinka uh, Bettina 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 yeah uh, that was that was really good I'm really glad you you. You uh, made us go back to that because Corey, <laughs> Corey's look to the camera was said everything. It said it said everything it about that, which I'm I'm hoping we get a little more Corey worked in here uh, pretty soon. Yeah. But we go to we let's go back to the club where we see Fessy already trying some stuff where he's like, look, man, best, best line of the episode. He's he's pausing. We are ready. We are waiting. We are waiting on Chris. Sorry, I had any. like a I had a big like burp that i had unleashed in there <laughs> i uh, thought you no, were trying yeah. to get in character <laughs> no 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 oh did you want me to be fat it was just funny because i was like here we go this guy's already trying it which so i'm not entirely sure that the move fessy did was to benefit josh's game when they got to the agency and they started you know talking about who they're gonna vote in i think fessy was doing this on his own behalf 
you agree with me charlie like it was 100 like he he was trying to you know he saw this guy also plays football is a beast like bigger than him like here's what i'm gonna say about kells if johnny bananas is saying there's great things to come from this guy like he has potential I don't think Bananas ever – I don't remember ever him complimenting a young player in the challenge game. And maybe that's him advancing in this new stage in life where he's not on the show. But I, I think there's something to that, Charlie. You know, you know. spoiler alert, we'll get there. Kells loses this week, but Kells did not lose. Kells alphaed the living shit out of Fessy and then Josh in, oh, in yeah. sequential scenes. And with Fessy, Fessy went to him and was basically like, can you, do you want to make an alliance? I'll carry you to the end. You, you don't vote for me. I won't vote for you, which had to be incredibly tempting for Kells. He would have been the one rookie with an alliance that we know of with, with, yeah. with, the, with the vets. I can't remember the exact line. I think, actually, I can't. It was, don't rock the boat, sail the wave. And he just looked Fessy in the eye and basically told him to fuck off, which was like, no matter uh, what happened, like, Fessy could beat him in a hall brawl, but the, the complete, like, lack of respect then to go full Stephen a smith the gall and the temerity of a rookie to walk in there and just say that he could not like there's no way that he's not the alpha in that relationship period end of story fessy walked away and immediately had to go to josh like all right execute order 66 we gotta get we gotta oh get this my guy God, the that's the perfect way to put it because it, it's exactly. like it's like Kel, it's like nobody's looking at ct in the face and telling him that and the thing is kels knows this show Kells yeah. has done his homework. He know like he has been watching this, and you and you can tell because you already mentioned it that he owns Fessy in one moment, and then absolutely takes Josh out in the next because he's been watching this show. And like I love the way he absolutely took out Josh, and it's like it just shows again how much of a goof Josh yeah. is because the way he like in his interviews when he's all acting all like yeah you know I'm playing my game this time around and and you know. Uh, some of these things are true. Like, I'm just going to tell the whole story. You know, some things are true. Some things aren't, but whatever acting like, like he did a great job, but it, it really comes down to what Devin said, who's option two, there yeah. wasn't anybody else. So that's why Kells ultimately goes in, but Kells owned him. He owned him when he was, everything he was saying with like, Oh my God. Um, sorry. I got this. I got this thing for Adobe, you know, they just, Oh, yeah, we him. love we love it when the yeah. just yeah, but no, just yeah. randomly ruin the great momentum that you. Were I know, I was right really there. into it too. So Josh, yeah, no, but he he totally tells Josh like I haven't made a deal with anyone, and he goes around the room. Who've I made a deal with? Like, and then like, but what's the best part about it is the way he prefaces it. Josh, I've watched this show, and anybody who's watched this show knows you're not the mind to know about this. So if I had been making any moves. You're not the guy who's gonna know. You're not that guy, pal. You're not that guy. That that meme is essentially what he told him. It's just the problem. The problem for me is that I know he's not that guy, and I can see so easily how the Big Brother players just get outplayed every year by the other people because Big Brother players are trying to make it Big Brother, like they're offering Kells a deal. Like, hey, we'll make an, we'll make a silent alliance. Well, nobody's gonna expect it. We're not, I'm not going to vote for you. I'm not going to put you up in any bad positions. And if you don't do the same thing to me, good faith gestures kind of thing, because that's how big brother works. That's the politics of big brother. And I can, I see that it, it's just, it doesn't feel like it, it was, it is going to work for those, those two specifically, Josh and Fessy. How I, funny uh, is it? Oh, sorry, go ahead. I'll say, how funny is Tori saying like, like, yeah, I had to vote him in, but I'm sitting there acting like, 
shock that I did. Yeah. Not, right. Amazing. <laughs> yeah. There were a lot of things about that scene. I actually like, I, you know, just full narcissistic moment. I always put myself of how I'd react. I don't know how more of them weren't laughing when Kells was just, when, when he was like owning Josh, cause it wasn't that awkward. It was genuinely funny. And like CT had his head in his hands laughing because like, what's Josh going to do to CT? Uh, and Tori did too. But like, that's like a, like a classic, like middle school scene where everyone should have been laughing in Josh's face. Nothing. No one has ever looked less cool in, in actually getting what they want. Do you know the, the, one of the greatest lines in cinema history comes from Billy Madison and it's from the end when they're playing like the trivia and the guy looks at Adam Sandler and he goes, you know, you made us all, you know, you made us all dumber essentially by speaking is what yeah. he said. And that's kind of what Josh does every time he does this. And like, I got to say, you know, they've, they've MTV has really done a good job with this season. We already mentioned the club, but the, they've made the, this voting circle better as opposed to last season where you didn't have the challenge winners in, you know, in there, in the deliberation kind of facilitating what's going on and, and kind of these things like the open forum that they've created at this, we've already had two great, uh, voting moments when they're in this circle and you have the whole cast there. And I agree where he like, how, how are they not laughing? Cause he just piece by piece tore him a new one, took him apart. And then afterwards they're going to insert the interview clip where Josh acts like he like mission accomplished. You know, it's like, all you've done is just further prove the point that you're just a, a big goof and an idiot. Okay. But at least that's the way they present him. Yeah. I, I will say this, that, that was his game in big brother. And I don't know how he's played on the challenge. And from what you guys have made it sound like he doesn't seem like a challenge competitor, if we're being honest, but that was his strategy in like socially in the big brother house. So like, I see that and I see his game translating to that house that way. I just don't know how well it is going to work because I think he thinks in his mind, he has the best game, but I don't, I, like, I just don't see it. Yeah, I mean, it's not gonna work. He's not gonna win. I just, I just um, want, I just want somebody from Big Brother to do well on the first season I watch. <laughs> yeah, no, I think, I mean, like Casey and Fessy are like legitimate threats. I know, although, although, like the fact that both of these eliminations, I guess the first one Fessy would have been great in, but like I've we've seen a lot of random eliminations so far, which is like that's I, always the X factor. I'm like, hopeful CT that- or Fessy can lose to any of these. The one thing I wanted to ask Charlie is about the fact that we've seen the randomness. Do you think this is going to be something that we see throughout the season? Or are they holding back for they're holding on to more, you know, cooler challenges, cooler eliminations that they want to save going forward? Cause the one thing I've learned from watching survivor is that they, uh, they do a really good job of like reusing stuff, like reusing some of their daily challenges, you know? Yeah. Or, yeah exactly. Well, that's, I mean, that's all they have is the daily challenges, but they reuse the really successful ones. And I'm like, you know what? The challenge could learn a lot from, from using some of those sometimes, but maybe they don't do that because like the people coming back could easily, you know, CT having a second crack at something could easily win those more and more each time they were to retry them. So I, I could see that aspect of it, but um, this elimination, you know, speaking of, you know, talking about this one, it was, it was a weird one in a way where like, yeah, that's how you get a, sh- like, I, I kept wondering to myself, how are they going to get a guy like Kells or maybe Corey L, some of these newer guys, these newer rookies, how are they going to get them out? And we, you know, we, we get our answer as we move into the elimination. So I guess we could talk about it. Now we see Ed and Emmy get thrown up against Kells and right away. It's like, okay, they have a shot because you have a puzzle aspect right away. When you hear puzzle, 
okay, against a physical threat, you're going to have a chance. So how did, how did you feel about the, the elimination and, every, and you know, how he, get, he gets voted in? Because ultimately it was Devin. Devin was right. What's the second option? What's option two? Yeah. I mean, for, first of all, big, uh, big Ed guy. Was not a huge Ed guy in the circle. Big Ed guy in the challenge. Me too. Doesn't he sound like Chris Vernon? He does. You, he does. I don't know. Phil, yeah. Philly, he sounds Chris exactly Vernon. like him. He also yeah. like, I, I, I did a little research on Ed. Ed's going to be a threat. Engineer from his uh, career. Uh, he, was a, he was a pole vaulter at Cornell. And uh, sadly, his career high was uh, 5.25 inches higher than Billy Gills in college. So it looks like Ed's a slightly better pole vaulter. He's also a second degree black belt in karate. I think he's built for this show. Oh, my God. And he has the right energy. Just everything yeah. about him is just positivity. I'm so pretty he's pretty self-effacing, which yeah. is good. Like he doesn't take it. He, he doesn't take any of the personal conflicts of reality TV too seriously, which is like a, a very good way to come off as likable. Yeah. It, well, Cause I don't know how many people we've seen, um, come into this show and um, am I frozen by any chance? Hold on. Well, there we go. <laughs> Let's see if we can get him back. I'll, yeah. I'll share. I'll share it to him real quick. Did Did you watch the circle? I don't. I I did not watch the circle, so you're, I don't. You're I didn't know anything. anything. Yeah, I didn't. Ed went on. Ed went on with his mom. Yeah, that's right. Like, yeah, you guys were talking about that, and like you were like, we get Ed who went on the circle with his mom, and I was like, isn't like the circle like a like a dating show kind of like, like a, it's like a catfish show? You get yeah. to like either be a catfish or yourself. Um, yeah, we would have loved Ed's mom to also come on the challenge. It would have been great. Oh, uh, yeah, that would have been fantastic. Let's see. Uh, yeah. Oh, he said Maybe his internet dropped. Internet. Uh, well, I, 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 I'm going to be honest with you, Charlie. I would love to keep talking to you about the challenge, but I'm not equipped to host a podcast about the challenge. We got through pretty <laughs> much everything. We, we really did. Yeah, we got we, halfway through the... Uh, I'd say that if I have any, any parting thoughts before I depart with you guys, it's just basically that, uh, yeah, a lot of people are already fucked. They've already gotten too deep in personal relationships and, uh, we'll see, we'll see how it plays out. Not going to be great for Nelson. Not going to be great for Fessy, Josh or Ashley. Yeah. It's, it's really not going to be great for any of, I I, I agree. It's not going to be great for any of those people, but seriously, thank you for coming on. We hope to definitely see more of you in the future. Mr. Kravitz, where can people find you on your socials? Yeah, find me on Twitter, ckravitz17. Uh, I don't really use Instagram that much, so just follow me on Twitter and uh, watch Highly Questionable. Keep us on the air. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Always, always. Thank you again, Mr. Kravitz. We have Christmas. Christmas joining. Oh, hello, Christmas. I can't, we can't hear you, buddy. Oh my God. No, I don't, I don't, I have no idea what happened right now. My internet just like totally cut out and I had to, I had to go reset it. I thought my, I thought like somebody might have done it themselves. Like it wasn't working, but it, no, it just completely cut out on its own. It's all good. We just finished up a little bit. We threw, or we threw it to, threw it to Charlie to, to, to give him his socials we kind of went through everything so there's not it's not a huge deal that we that we we're not gonna that we might not finish it but i i did i did end up recording this last part of it so okay 
Yeah. Uh, sorry about that, Charlie. Oh, you're good. You're good. Zoom. It happens. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I, I don't know what's happening with this thing today. Normally, like my internet and everything, like I don't even, I've never really had like any like lagging. Luckily, knock on wood, but it's kind of random. It's kind of random. Yeah. It happens. It happens. It's Zoom. Nothing's perfect, but <laughs> I think we did a pretty good show today. So yeah, I think I think yeah. we can we can end it right here. But thank you again, Charlie, for coming on Christmas. Yeah. Thank you for giving us our your real name. Uh, I've been yeah. Patty, and this has been the Cutthroat Podcast. I have no idea how to change the Christmas thing. Nothing. I have no. I have no way to do it. I I keep logging on and as Christmas, and I'm like, I have never made it that. I've never gone by that in my life. But ho ho ho, here we are. <laughs> <laughs>